Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hey family, I'm Jen from Ontario, Canada. My home group is Miracles Happen in the Essex-Kent region of Narcotics Anonymous. My clean day is June 20th, 2018. This is the March 18th spiritual principle of a day. Thoughtful awareness, thoughtful action. We become increasingly aware of our choices, our motives, and our behavior. We recognize the difference between thinking through a decision and reacting or acting on an impulse. Living Clean, Chapter 5, Conscious Contact. Pre-NA, many of us flew by the seat of our pants when it came to making choices. Being self-aware and thoughtful of others was as low on the priority list as our impulses would allow. Now we have a choice and a chance to be more aware and thoughtful about our decision-making and its effects on relationships. To act thoughtfully, it's a good idea to assess where our thoughts are coming from. And in recovery, we have many assessment tools at our disposal. Are we impulsively heeding our first thought or a more measured second or third or fourth thought that has been, oh my gosh, are we impulsively heeding our first thought or a more measured second or third or fourth thought that has been supported by taking a moment to breathe? Are we listening to our conscience or our disease? Are we acting out of love or out of fear? for the benefit of our ego, or for the benefit of others. For many of us, the metaphorical cliche of hitting the pause button works wonders and can certainly reduce the chances of pressing the other button, the one that blows things up. Thoughtfulness goes beyond simple awareness. We consider the reality of a situation and who's it's affecting, and who it's affecting besides ourselves, and then we act on the awareness we've gained, especially when we're feeling intolerant or indifferent. Luckily, we also have our sponsor, other NA members, and our higher power to consult so that we can determine our motives and discern between rational and irrational actions. We can help each other widen our perspectives and keep us more on a path of kindness, compassion, and goodwill. The more deliberate we can become and stay in the moment, the more thoughtful our actions can be. We can't premeditate our outcomes, nor we can we completely avoid others by being angered or disappointed by us? But at least we can live better with the decisions we make because we know we did our best to be thoughtful. I will use all the tools at my disposal to try to behave in a thoughtful manner. When that seems impossible, I can resist the urge to act and wait until the emotional storm passes. Uh, welcome back, everyone. This is March 18th. Thoughtful awareness, thoughtful action. Paul, what do you think? Hey, Douglas. Um, I think that it's really weird that an ad, that two addicts are talking about being thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about anybody else listening, but 
When I arrived at Narcotics Anonymous, there was no thinking about anybody else. It was me, 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 yeah. all the time. All, you know, consideration of other people. Yeah. None, none whatsoever. I think the the big difficulty for me nowadays, having some thoughtfulness, is the expectation that everybody else should be thoughtful too, and you that can get really dangerous. Mm. Is that kind of well? I'm thoughtful. Why aren't they thoughtful? That's a good point. And then, since they're not being thoughtful, well, let yeah. me let me tell them how. Let me tell them how to be thoughtful, and you, you know, and I just have to be real careful. I don't want to do that. But anyway, um, we became increasingly aware of our choices, our motives, and our behavior. I I, I didn't think about any of those. Um, before I got here. But I think, you know, as we stay clean, we start and through the process of the 12 step and the spiritual awakenings that come with that, having had, um, I think that we start to see, first of all, in four and five, what happened and how it affected other people. Mm. And then in six and seven, what is the present how we are currently affecting other people, and then eight and nine, how we can change how we affect other people through amends, the amends and forgiveness process. That's good. Future. Um, so here's my here's my here's my thing about thoughtfulness. I have to I have to start seeing the world as the place that I can most affect through service, through being helpful, all of those things that we learn in Narcotics Anonymous. And and therefore, I have to see my impact on other people. I have so to that, Paul, would you, say, would you say in order to do that, we first have to we first have to grab on to the idea that my actions only impact me is a lie. Because Absolutely. I feel like we bring that a lot in. And a lot of times, like there's a lot of seasons in, in my recovery where, you know, if I'm just getting beat down by a character defect or two or, you know, whatever, I may just get into this self-loathing place of like, I'm only affecting me. That's yeah. just a lie. Well, that's, that's it's, it's an absolute. It was a lie when we said it when we were using. I'm not hurting anybody else but myself. It, it's it's a lie. It's an absolute lie. And look, the last sentence on that first paragraph. Now we have a chance to be more aware and thoughtful about our decision making and its effect on our relationships. And it is. It's the relationships and how our behavior affects the people around us i never considered any of that when i got here I, I just didn't care i didn't like myself and i didn't like anybody else enough to care that it affected them you know what i mean i do i absolutely I, do man that that and you know that that negative that negative view of self or like and, and here's something that i struggle with is is like, am I worth having meaningful relationships? Like, do I have enough self-worth to say, okay, hey, I'm even like, I'm worthy to have a relationship that, that, that's worthy. Yeah. Yes, that's absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, Carl talks about this, you know, about not liking who he was and he didn't think he was that interesting and he had to right. become interesting. <laughs> I think cool. as we stay clean, we start to develop and we, there's two parts. We start to see the, we start to kind of unmask the stuff that is worth 
has self-worth. And because of the esteemable things that we start to do, we start to have self-esteem. So there's a base of stuff that we discover and there's stuff that we invite in because we are becoming more interested. We are not becoming more interesting. We are becoming more interested in people, the world, how we can help, how we can be of service, how we can affect. That's the change. Well, bro, and you know what what ends up happening at, at, as a result of that is we get invited to do more shit too. Absolutely, because well, we become not like oh fuck. I'm not knocked. I'm not yeah. knocked out in a stupor on the sofa twenty four seven. I'm right. I got all this time to fill now. Well, do something. <laughs> but you know what though? But 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 even you know even when we're cleaning, we're doing the things that you're talking about there, and like that working on self piece, we become just more attractive to be around. And and then the, that transformation goes from like, oh fuck, I don't want to invite Paul around. He's he, you know, he's one of those guys that like, you know, yeah. suck the life out of the room. Like, there's no invitations to do shit then. But as uh, as we get healthier, it's like, oh hey, come and join us. Some of the stuff about being thoughtful that go that it goes on to talk about is this hitting the pause button works wonders, yeah. and we can certainly reduce the chances of pressing the other buttons, the one that that blows things up. That's my favorite one. That's my favorite button. <laughs> so, you know, you know, my big discovery lately in the last couple of years is that um, serenity comes before acceptance. For for a good a good 26 years, I thought, oh, I have to accept stuff, then I will get serene. And that's not what the prayer says. The prayer says, God grant me the serenity to accept. So serenity comes before acceptance. So some of this stuff is about stopping for a moment. How is that going? If I say this, my knee-jerk reaction, you know what I mean? If I say this, and it's always a nuclear option that comes up first, I'm going to go for the jugular, right? I'm going to say the worst shit because I'm going to get you. Because there's a little kid inside who wants to fight back, who was hurt and damaged as a kid. So his natural reaction is, oh, fuck you. I'm going to take off my gloves and we're going to really get down and dirty. Mm. But sometimes when you do that, there's no coming back from it. You can't. You know what I mean? You oh, can't. Yeah. Yeah. Once you drop that bomb, you can't take it back. Bro, it's an old it, Native American saying. They say, like, you can't take back the shot arrow or the spoken word. You know? Right. And, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, Paul. It's it, that that I typically if if I go with my reaction piece, mm -hmm. I it's not very often where I'm like, oh, that was the best way for me to handle that situation. <laughs> it's just yeah. Isn't. I I need I need time. I need distance. I need reflection. And and the and the traditions tell us that God is revealed in a group conscience, right? So it's not a Paul consciousness where God is revealed. <laughs> <laughs> it is in a group consciousness. That means call my sponsor, call the people I sponsor, I sponsor, call you know my support system. This is what I'm about to do. What do y'all think? Well, that and sounds like pretty. Hey, Paul, don't don't call your best buddy every time. The one who's going to be like, yeah, yeah fuck that, yeah, 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 fuck fuck it. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for a yes man, you're not in a good place. <laughs> right. We're missing the we're missing the point of other people helping. Absolutely. <laughs>
So look, the last thing is, as we get to the end here, I will use all tools at my disposal to try to behave in a thoughtful manner. When that seems impossible, I can resist the urge to act and wait until the emotional storm passes. I have never been good at the wait part, but it is where, where my higher power is most revealed in those moments of reflection and discernment. And my, and my shorthand for discernment is judgment plus love. I'm real good at the judgment part, but I got to add the love part to it. I have to judge with love. And that is not my natural inclination. I need to have the love part. And once I put the love part in there, I am less likely to drop the nuclear bomb. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm-hmm.